Hi, I'm Dr. Stephen Ball, psychotherapist, and I'm on the Big Mouth Pharmacist Podcast. Calling out the myths, misinformation, and BS in the wellness industry. This is the Big Mouth Pharmacist Podcast. Here's your host, holistic pharmacist, supplement expert, Big Mouth, Dr. Neil Smoller. Broadcasting from the most famous small town in the world, Woodstock, New York, this is the podcast peeling back the curtain on that natural products industry, although I will say that we haven't been doing much of that, seeing as we have a teeny tiny bit of a crisis on our hands these days. I'm going to be honest with you, this is getting to be a little bit inconvenient. <laughs> Just a little inconvenient. None of the supplement guests that I'm looking to bring on have the time or the resources to get on the show. I'm really busy because we have the pharmacy here in Woodstock. Being a pharmacist during this time, even just like a retail pharmacist, not somebody on the front line, it's really nutty, okay? And, you know, tracking down the guests and trying to even sit with Dana has been pretty tough. So it's, it's a tough time for everybody in one way, shape, or form. So we're helping. We're doing our part as we can. We've talked and written on the subject of COVID-19, and you can see all that wonderful stuff at woodstockvitamins.com slash COVID-19, covid one nine. Our advice has evolved. If you've been following along, we started out by saying, you know, don't sneeze on your neighbor and wash your stupid hands. And then we started to sound the alarm. This is pretty darn serious. Don't leave the house. And of course, we addressed all those silly little charlatans who have what I believe audacity to suggest that their little homemade supplement regimens will protect you from a disease that is killing thousands of freaking people every single day across the globe. Of course, if vitamin C worked, people would be using it in the hospitals and stop all that unnecessary death. But, you know, whatever. We are looking for the magic answer, and these people unscrupulous characters, I'm trying not to swear, are giving us what we want. We want to do something. We want that. We want to feel like we're taking some action and and we have we have some control here. And there's a lot of emotional stuff going on that we're trying to sort through and deal with. So last week when I was on with Dr. Stephen Ball and we were talking about HIV and COVID and how they're similar, we started to talk about some of the emotional stuff. And we decided that we should get together and discuss it in more depth, which we did via a live webinar this week. That was really well received. So on today's podcast, I figured I would just share it with this audience. It's quite simply just the audio from our webinar, Coping with COVID. And I believe that Coping with COVID is probably going to be a series. So our guest this time was Dr. Stephen Ball again, and he helped by doing a meditation exercise. And he also reminded us to connect with our experience and not get stuck in our head or the swirling emotions. Don't let that drag us down. He had a really cool thing where he was talking about, you know, really connecting with other people kind of emotionally. But anyway, we also talked about my stress eating problem, of course. So I hope this helps people process all of the information, helps you just get a little insight into what's going on with our heads. And, you know, it's it's a really heavy and weighty time and it is okay for you to to feel crappy about the whole thing. I know lots of people in my world are having a real tough time with this. So I hope this helps and give it a listen and I will catch you all next week with hopefully an episode with a guest. <laughs> Enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to the Coping with COVID webinar. I am joined by Dr. Stephen Ball. Uh, happy Passover. That's tonight, right? And uh, 
Easter this I, weekend? I am one of those uh, Jewish people who is spending my time doing this, but this has special meaning, so I'm, I'm fine with it right now. I agree. I think this is a good work, so you have to do all of that. Yeah, well, stuff, it's, right? it's, a, it's a relevant story of people being oppressed and, right, and yeah. spending 40 years to get out of it, to get liberated. <laughs> so we're not going to spend 40 years, <laughs> right? Right. I hope not. Yeah. Um, so before we get started, I know that we're going to be talking about emotions a lot. So I wanted to mm -hmm. talk about an emotion I've got right now, which is appreciation, actually, a positive emotion. Uh -huh. Because, well, there's two main reasons. First, we've been getting lots of supportive and kind words from mm. our customers and the community, uh, the staff and, you know, my staff and myself. And we really appreciate all the love that we've been getting. Uh, with all the mm. stuff that we've been doing. So it's been great. Um, but also, I'm really appreciative that people are listening. I've noticed that there are so many people that are staying mm. home and there's people that are wearing their masks when they go out and they're keeping back and they're doing everything that they're supposed to be doing. So I'm very appreciative that we are mm. finally here. You know, it did take a little bit too long, but we're here. So um, so mm -hmm. we're we're basically going to do a group therapy session, right? Yeah, I want people to think of themselves as a group out there. Everyone who's tuning in, I'm imagining all these faces listening and hopefully uh, open to what I say from this stranger. Right. Well, I'm kind of hoping <laughs> that everybody has their pants on, but it is cool if you don't. I'm not going to allow your cameras to be shown. Um, so <laughs> Dr. Ball's going to lead. We're going to listen. And then I'm going to interrupt and crack wise because I have poor emotional control and lots of self-defense <laughs> mechanisms. Maybe you, can, <laughs> maybe you can help out with that. We even maybe can help you calm down a little. Even though that's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> um, so if you have any questions, there is a chat box on the webinar. I will um, mentor uh, or moderate, I guess, uh, mm -hmm. the discussion, and that'll be that. So um, I'm going to just let you take it away. And we'll go again. This is just going to be an informal kind of conversation, just a service that we're offering. And you and I are talking and let's try to help some people here. Okay. Well, let me just say hello to everyone out there again. And thank you for taking the time. This is very exciting that you could take a leap of faith with me. So just to state my purpose, I know a lot of you have been probably getting a lot of information about how to cope and how to adapt and what to do. So either I'm going to be adding something little different about some strategies, or I'm just going to help you remember what you already know to do. But clearly, we're in unfamiliar times, and the biggest stress on our system is all of this not knowing. So right now, even before we begin, just bring your attention to what is happening inside as you listen to this. And if you're okay with this, just notice your breath, your heart rate, if you feel any tension, if you're relaxed. And just choose one word that kind of captures or speaks to this present moment for you. It could be calm, skeptical, excited. I'll give you a moment. I'll do some pausing so you can think of that word. And I'll make a suggestion. If you want to write things down or say your responses out loud because we can't hear them, whatever works for you. But this is going to be experiential, okay? So let me just give a little background. 
it seems like what's happening now, all of our fight flight responses, our reptilian brain is turned on high power. And the other parts of our brain are thinking, are feeling, or being parts of a brain are having a hard time kind of getting on speed and getting on board. So I'm gonna to try to do some rebalancing tonight, if that makes sense. So just take some appreciation for willing to go along with me and taking care of yourself, for having the desire to notice and perhaps shift what you are thinking, feeling, doing, and being. So we're gonna talk about these four aspects, thinking, feeling, doing, and being. And if that feels right, take a breath again and see just if you can create an intention, something that would describe how you'd like to feel when we finish. So when I'm done listening to Steve and Neil, are you still there? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I'm still here. Okay. You don't have to worry about it. I just wanted to turn my camera off so you didn't see my chunky face. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I figure it's going to stress people out with my nose and everything. Like yes. <laughs> <laughs> so again, an intention. When I'm done listening to Steve and Neil, I would like to feel fill in the blank or notice. So you have an intention. So I want you to think of this as an opportunity for mental fitness. Instead of physical fitness, where we kind of use our muscles, I, again, I'm referring to the four very basic aspects of living. How we think about things, how feelings can be used to serve us, how doing certain things actually make us feel better, and how being with all these aspects can kind of hold them all in place. And the being is the most confusing piece, and I'm going to spend some time with that at the end. And my guess is, in this time, your doing part has been doing a lot of heavy lifting. And if you're like many of my clients, your doing and thinking parts are really muscular. And the feeling parts kind of get intermittently triggered and then retreat. And you probably haven't taken a lot of time just tuning into the being aspect of who you are. Because that feels like too much right now, can't do it. So we're probably going to rebalance, like we do rebalance muscles when we work out, and pay a little more attention to that being aspect of you. And I know that sounds sort of airy-fairy. So what do I mean? <laughs> um, what I mean is kind of going back and trying to find a home base inside of you. Um, and I would say it's kind of the life force that you feel the minute you wake up in the morning. It's the energy we feel when we are born and wake up and just start welling at the world. It's something deep inside of us. And it's harder to be in touch with that. Okay, religion has tried to do it. A lot of spiritual Traditions have tried to do it. We're going to try to make it pretty simple today because I think it, that's what holds the feeling, doing, and thinking parts together. So three sections today. First part, we're going to go inside, do a little exercise, a mental exercise to bring more awareness to your experience. 
so good so far? Sounds great. <laughs> Part two, we're going to focus on what you wish you could control in this world, and there's a lot of things. And notice the difference between what we wish we could control and what that feels like, and then what you really have influence over. And then the last part will kind of be more practical steps, um, tuning into some self-leadership, as I call it, and really coming into tune with being aspects of you. So are you with me out there? I'm totally with you. Any questions, Neil? And so my whole thing is like, can we just stay in that second part about all the stuff I can't control? Yeah, uh, we will get, get there. <laughs> I'm really excited to talk about that. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> so we're going to do a little meditation. So if you have not already, I want you to get in a comfortable position. If you're sitting, feel your feet firmly planted on the ground. I'm doing this with you. If you're lying down, feel your body supported by what you're lying on. Your eyes can be closed or they can remain open. Just draw your attention to this experience, this moment of gathering. That all of you who are here live and all of you who choose to be with us at a later time have chosen to show up in the spirit of being together in this challenging time. If it feels right, take some of the deepest breaths you've taken today. So really deep inhale. I'm doing this with you. And then a slow exhale. And do that again. Deep inhale. And a deep exhale. And I'm going to be silent for a moment. And just notice how it feels to open your mind and heart to the community of people who are with you today. Notice where you sense that, or if you could sense that. Notice if you have any sensations, any tension, any relaxation, any letting go, anger. Maybe you're going blank already. That's okay. Even if you're rolling your eyes at this, that's okay too. Just notice and be curious about that part that is causing you to roll your eyes. Now, what we're going to do is pretty classic. I'm going to bring your attention to different areas of your body. And we're going to do a little checklist. And each time you go to a different area of your body, I want you just to send it a breath and invite it to relax. It may not, that's okay. I know each part of your body might be carrying different sensations, thoughts, past experience. Your body really remembers everything. And those things might need some extra attention in these days. And if there's really one part that's causing you particular discomfort or calling out to you, know we're going to come back to it and give it a little extra special attention. So just start with the top of your head, your scalp. 
feel like someone is actually taking hands and slowly bringing them down so you can relax your scalp, which kind of brings it down to your eyes. Even let the small muscles around your eyes relax. We hold a lot of tension there. I'm doing it with you, so my cheeks are relaxing. Notice the area above your mouth, your jaw, your tongue. I'm going to slow it down a little. With your tongue relaxed, you might feel a little yawn. And let that relaxation move down to noticing your shoulders, your armpits, your arms. Where are your hands? Are they relaxed? Can you try to just let them go? Now let's go to the chest. Again, send your attention there. Just ask it to relax. If it's not, notice. Go a little further down to your waist, to your butt, to your male and female areas. Check there's no clenching down there. And let that slowly move down to your legs, your knees, all the way down to your feet. And feel your feet, the spaces between your toes. You might want to wiggle your toes just to give them a chance to get some attention. Now let's go inside to your lungs. I've been hearing a lot about lungs. People have been very aware of their lungs. So just notice what's going on in there. Your gut, your stomach, your small intestines. If any of that, as we've been going through, has called out to you, we're going to come back to it. But first, take a moment and check into your heart area. Take a deep breath and just notice if it feels open or closed or shut down or whatever. And if it feels right, take a big breath around it as if you could clear a space like a wind around your heart. Because a lot of our tension gets caught between our neck and our groin and around our heart where we feel a lot of anxiety. So as you breathe around your heart, think of letting it move away slightly from any tension you might feel in that area. And bear with me, think of your heart as if it were the sun. From that area, you can kind of send warm rays or some breath to any area that you noticed that's carrying some extra tension, thoughts, images that you came across just now. And just notice what that's like to notice it. And if you can, ask that sensation, a thought, to separate out a little 
So you could actually, if it was a living thing, you could see it a little more clearly. Take a real look at it. Now notice how you feel towards it. Notice how you feel towards it. No right answers. If you're critical towards it, notice that. If you've gone blank, notice that. That's a part of you that we want you to get to know. And if you're open, ask that thing that you're paying attention to as if you were talking to a child. What does it want you to know? Just sit back and be quiet for a minute. See if you get an answer. I'm going to be quiet. And if you've never tried anything like this, as I said, you might be going blank or you might be using that making sense part of your thinking. So just notice that. For a lot of people, that's a very powerful muscle. And notice how you feel towards that part that's always trying to make sense of things. Now take a moment to go back to a place inside of you that feels really relaxed. It could be your heart area, but it could be any place in your body that feels a little bit calm. We're going to kind of call that your home base. Today I was lying down, and today my home base was my whole left side. I think I've overworked my right side, so my left side felt more relaxed. And now just thank any, thank all those parts, all those sensations for doing whatever they did. Take some deep breaths and listen before you open your eyes if you've closed them. Try to open your eyes from that calm place deep inside of you rather than letting your eyes open themselves. Really be gentle with yourself as you come back to my voice. So I don't know what you got from that. Just ask yourself, has anything shifted inside of you? Are you curious about what happened? Did you shut down? I noticed as I listened to myself, that I was able to get calmer and tune into some of the tension that I'm carrying in my shoulders. And was able just to be there. I also had a critical part. We all have these parts. So your work right now is not to judge them. We have enough judgment going on just to know that part. And think of it as your first responder. It's a really important protector of your system. And we're not going to judge that part. We're just going to get to be in a different relationship with it. We need to do that now. It wouldn't 
surprise me if your first responder might be a very familiar angry response, a reactor that shows up when it's frustrated with a friend or your stressed out partner or your restless child or just yourself. So we're going to call this your first responder and we want to get to know it without judging it. If some of you have physical discomfort, which that happens, when you noticed it, when you breathed into it, did anything change? No right answers. Now, this exercise was based on a model of psychotherapy that I do, which is called IFS, Internal Family Systems. And really what that means is to think that inside of us, we have a family of different parts that have different jobs. And this work starts out with just paying enough attention, getting to know these parts, find new ways to be with them. If that explanation feels like too much, just let it go. <laughs> I hope you're feeling a little more relaxed. And so now we're going to go. That was just a kind of a noticing feeling part. Now we're going to go into the part that Neil was interested. Focus more on your thoughts and impulses. Does that feel okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm already hyped up thinking about it. All that okay. calming. Now I'm ready to, now I'm okay. going through the roof. <laughs> okay. I, need, I need my chocolate. I need some alcohol. I'm too okay. <laughs> so again, we want you to notice this in a way that's just not, you're using your thinking brain totally. I want you to, to take another deep breath. And you already told me, Neil, think about all the things you would have liked to have controlled in the last several weeks, but could not. Yeah, I mean, so let me answer for people. Yeah, yeah. Because people are thinking. So like, uh, you know, there's a ton of things that obviously I would like to have controlled. First and foremost was the response to this whole thing, which then leads me down the, right, the path, right. right? It starts with frustration and it starts with anger and it starts with grief and sadness and all of that yes. because really for me, it starts with it, what could I have controlled? And there's really nothing I could have controlled. You can't really control anything, of course, but right. you know, you would have want to have controlled our response to this because right. all of the things that we are experiencing is following that. Right. So Neil, just notice, even as you told me all that, what's happening inside your body. Oh yeah. Tightness, tightness. Right. Yeah. Tightness across the chest here. Um, and you know, stress on the neck. Right. So it makes you feel kind of, and that makes you feel kind of powerless. Yeah. So, when we go into wanting to control the things we can't control, mm -hmm. what do we do? We manipulate, we fall into black and white thinking, we get demanding, um, and we often take actions that leave us quite helpless. Now, you have been doing stuff that gives you some ability to work with this. Right. Uh, yeah, I've been right? Trying, I've been trying to channel my frustration into actions that are potentially helping people. And that's what we've been encouraging people to do as well. You know, right. there's, there's people that are kind of like spinning their wheels in place and it's like, all right, well, donate to this charity or spread the, you know, become the leader in your world, whether that's the four people in your, in your life or whatever, and, and help make sure that the most vulnerable among you are taken care of. 
Right. And then even something as simple as just doing some contact tracing, you know, writing right. down the people you've been in contact. So doing something to help out with that. But it would also be good. Formula. Yeah. yeah. The formula. Yeah, exactly. The formula is these are all the things we'd like. We like to control so many things in our world. But really, we have influence over this much. And the this much starts with you. Right. So we say, rather than think, what do I have control over? You think, what do I have influence over at this time, at this time? And it all starts with something that comes from you. And this isn't easy because I mentioned like reptiles who react to danger. We are all in danger mode. And our thinking brain, our feeling brain, have evolved to step out of the way when we're in danger. We go into fight, fight, play dead, hide, submit. So that's what's happening. But right now, I want to just think about what we have influence over. So just where you can acknowledge your reactions to others and modify your behavior. So I'm going I've, more basic. I'm going more basic. Of course. Yeah. I mean, so one of the things that uh, just came up as a question that is very related to what you're talking about is right. how do you balance focus on those around you with taking care of yourself? So when, you know, our influence and our responsibilities involve caring for other people, we, right, then, right. we then sacrifice ourselves. Now, I right. know the answer uh, because I'm in therapy, <laughs> but, <laughs> okay, uh, uh, but uh, you know, I would prefer you to answer this and then I'll give you what my, my training, my retraining has gotten. Sure. Well, it's interesting. In my work, when I start working from a caretaker energy all the time, I get really exhausted. So I know, and, and my work is to be in myself more and really just listen <laughs> and start with my body. And the more I get out of that caretaker energy and more into just calming myself, the more I'm available to do the work that I do. Right. right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's how I was taught too, is, is at every moment, the first question you should be asking is, how do you best care for yourself? What do, right. what do I need in this moment to best care for myself? And, and all of it is a distraction. You know, you started with a meditation and the meditation right. returns you to self. You. Yeah. Right, right. To where you are. Right. Right. And a lot of us don't make the time to do that. But of course I can rant. A lot of us don't take time to eat correctly. A lot of us don't take time to exercise. We don't do the things that we need to do to be for ourselves. Right. And we look towards distractions. You know, yes. our mind starts going and we got to shut it up. So I shut mine up with M&M. Some people shut it up with uh, alcohol. Some people get busy and they do things right. without paying attention to themselves. So we all have an anxious part that's doing its job of warning us that there's danger and another part that tries to calm that part down. Mm -hmm. Now, some of the work that we did in that first exercise would be to know these both of these parts and just be with them for a little, notice them. The long-term work is to get to know them, change right. your relationship with them. Short-term, I'll give you the simplest thing. When you start feeling any activation, this is a great little exercise. You can try this with me. This is just to get back to yourself. You put one hand over your heart 
one hand over your tummy and just breathe like a self-hug and just feel your breath and if that makes you a little calmer takes you inside you're going to have more influence over comforting others by simply first starting with comforting yourself i sometimes sit with clients and I notice I'm sitting like this and they start to mirror me and they sit with hand on chest and just doing that, we're both, you can't expect someone to always take care of you. So you're right. learning to take care of yourself. And one of the things I should probably say is that as you've just shown, it doesn't take 20 minutes to take care of yourself. It takes a single breath. It takes one right. in to just refocus on you and refocus on the moment and that's taking care of yourself. So the idea that exactly. yeah, you may be busy running a household, but just with a single breath, you can just return back and just let that tension go. Yes, we're going to come back to that. I mean, there's that physical allowing yourself to shift. And if I was a cognitive therapist, I'd say pay attention to your thoughts as well. So if your thought is, what the hell, I'm going to eat this bag of cookies. You take a moment. M&M's, but whatever, it's fine. <laughs> oh, but M&M's. <laughs> if you just ask, okay, what do I have influence over right now? I can breathe. I can comfort myself. I can say I really don't have to do that. And then if you decide to have the M&M's anyway, at least you've taken the moment right. and you've calmed it down. And my guess is you'll eat them a little more consciously. Eating M&M's consciously is a great little practice exercise. I shove him in really quickly. Yeah. Yeah, and if you do that while you're high, it's even better, but we won't <laughs> talk about that. <laughs> so the, um, uh, the idea of being more mindful is really what you're teaching people here. Is this is all about being more mindful to your parts, to your thoughts. Um, so can, can we yeah. talk about our current coping mechanisms, just so we can kind of touch on that. I know we have a lot of really great strategies here. I've got another question right, right. that we're going to take. Yeah, but, yeah, sure. Like our coping mechanisms right now to really just identify it and say, listen, what we tend to do, you know, we've already talked about how we get anxious and we kind of spin around and our mind kind of goes, mm -hmm. but there's some other stuff that you kind of mentioned on the podcast that we were talking about how some people will get defensive and they'll, they'll yes, pull away. Yes, yes. So can you kind of talk on that a little bit about some, some, when people are anxious and taking it seriously or when people are anxious and they're rejecting it. So can we talk right, about those? Right. Yeah. I think again, those are kind of polarized opposite reactions. What, but what I'm really thinking is the work is, Hey, we're all experiencing a lot of grief, even if it's just grief of our, of our daily living. And if you just kind of think into that and give it a little moment just to let it take you over, this might feel hyperintuitive and paradoxical because people are afraid, oh, if, this, if it takes me over, I'm going to be no good for anyone. It's actually if you feel into it, sometimes if you let the emotion just move through you, you might even have a wave of crying. And that w crying and emotions happen in waves. It's like the ocean. And slowly the wave slows down. So that's one thing. 
that's not about the anxiety, but the piece underneath the anxiety. You know, I think of it like there's a triangle. There's our anxiety on top, on the other side of the top of the triangle is everything we do to try to stop it, our defenses, our protectors. And then down here, this is not my original thought. This comes from AEDP, and I'll talk about that later, are your emotions. And then when we stay up in anxiety and defense, we're just going to ping back and forth between those two things. So what I just did in that first exercise was to feel into your body. When you feel into it, you might have a wave of emotion. So my actually is telling people to sit down and feel into their gut. Right. Notice each one of these pieces of the triangle. and often takes a facilitator, but yeah. you could do it yourself. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's understanding what our programming is. One of my favorite like memes or posts about this whole coronavirus and the emotional side of things is a woman said, I, on Twitter, you know, so this mm-hmm. is obviously factual. She said, you know, I was telling my <laughs> therapist that I feel pretty calm. Like, I'm not too upset about this whole coronavirus thing. And the therapist said, well, that's because you grew up in a, a, a majorly dysfunctional household. So you're used to chaos. And that's where your brain thrives. Yes. So, yes. So, our conditioning, what we're used to, what we expect, plays a big role in, in what we're kind of experiencing here. Yeah, it's interesting that my clients who are used to being alone, who are not partnered, who, especially I have one I just spoke to an hour ago who works from home, this is a piece of cake for him. Because he's, right. lo- he's not losing a lot. Then there are those of us who are giving up so much. And that, then it takes this sort of internal work to really sort of pay attention. I'm just going to throw in a great quote I heard today. It's not on YouTube. It's from Viktor Frankl. Okay. He's a psychiatrist. He was also a survivor of four Holocaust uh, concentration camps. Wow. And he said, I'm going to read this. When we are no longer able to change the situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. Right. So simple. So Very simple. Yeah. The only thing that you have control over is your reaction. And I, right. I appreciate the idea of meditation, of course, and, and the idea of people taking that time. Um, are you familiar with the 426 methodology for breathing? Have you ever done that? It's a, it's I've one done that I so was many of these. That, oh, I know. Were, There's a million yeah. of them. This is one that uh, I think the military uses. But essentially, um, you know, again, looking for those small moments to help people mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. kind of ground themselves. So the 426 is you breathe in for four beats, mm-hmm. you hold for two beats, and then you breathe out for six beats uh, through your mouth. And it's just a mechanism, and it actually engages your parasympathetic system, and it kind of mm-hmm, slows mm-hmm. everything down. And within a few breaths, you feel radically calmer. This is what we use in our household. It's really funny to, to deal with kids mm-hmm, too, mm-hmm. because kids are like adults, just uh, more dramatic, I guess. The, you know, the, the idea of trying to tell a kid to take a deep breath, like I dare somebody to do that. But it's the same <laughs> thing trying to tell uh, an adult to take a deep breath. So, so using the 426 methodology potentially could help somebody kind of regain that focus. I love that. I love that. I'm going to give you one more that I use all the time. Sure. Called the five breath technique. Five breaths. So it's very similar. Mm-hmm. You, you now, start... should you be doing these with a mask on? Like, should, don't, <laughs> don't do any deep breathing in public, please. I used to do this on the subway, and people 
they'd say to me, are you all right? I said, yeah, I'm just breathing and look at me like I'm a crazy person. Right. The five breath technique engages your mind and your nervous system. So what you do is you count backwards. You take breath number five first, deep breath in, and you think to yourself, five. And then you go breath four, deep breath in three. So your, your mind is engaged with counting the breaths and you go from five to one. And then you could open your eyes and usually that's created just, it just brought you down. Same thing as your technique. There's so many of these out there. Right. Um, I would say that there's one other piece I think we're talking about just being still, yeah. finding three minutes to be still. So yesterday I was on my screened in porch and I decided, oh, I'm going to clean it. And my partner, Ben, said to me, can you just be, sit still for just a minute? And after I felt criticized, I accepted his challenge. <laughs> and I just sat in the chair and I just looked at the trees. And this is another technique. Some people can't focus inside. When they focus inside, it makes them immediately get anxious. That's my work as a psychotherapist to do with them. So they need to focus outside. So I focused on the trees and I saw the wind moving them slightly. And I just sat and watched that. And then I started appreciating the trees. And once I did that, my system calmed down. Right. Another way to take it, just sit quietly and listen to the sounds outside of your house. Don't listen to what's going on inside your brain. Try to hear the birds, if there's cars. Just really listen. Bring yourself back to your breath. Again, bring yourself outside. Really just open your ears. So a lot of this is great, and, and uh, I can see that a lot of the listeners are appreciative of it. There's uh, some comments from most people that are here. So the, the idea here is, is becoming more centered, uh, becoming more still in your mind, uh, understanding and trying to recognize how your brain actually works and where it's going in all these different situations. But mm -hmm, mm -hmm. even with all of this, I still like to be that... Um, well, I still try to pretend like I'm an intelligent and uh, rational person. And I like to just kind of think through things too. And think, you know, the idea of thinking through things that it can be good and it can be bad. In fact, sometimes what, when we start overthinking things, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, things mm -hmm. especially that we can't control while we're sitting there in that moment, it doesn't exactly. really help. We right. can make plans for the future and we can kind of strategize, but you know, we pull ourselves down. That being said, there you know, there's a bunch of us and we fit into different bins while we're going through this. You know, mm -hmm. all of us, the, the kind of collected shared experience that we have is that everything is different, right? And right. there's a lot of us that are dying unnecessarily, right? right? And then, so that builds out uh, like a fear and apprehension. So we have this kind of shared experience of a fear and apprehension. And so like, you know, again, using the techniques that you're talking about to, to just say, I'm here, right now and I'm okay. And mm -hmm. then to plan and strategize and say, well, how do I make sure that I'm okay in the next moment? 
And you do that by staying home, you know, ordering curbside okay. delivery from Woodstock Vitamins, of course, and like that kind of thing, right? To make your your plans and your strategy. But then there's there's other people, right? So there's people that yes, have huge yes. economic concerns. There's people right. that are the the essential workers that are getting paid less than minimum wage to go mm-hmm. risk their lives essentially with this whole thing. There's people that are currently suffering with the disease. There's people that um, have to go fight the disease, the frontline healthcare professionals that are, um, mm-hmm. you know, in the middle of the biggest scandal I've ever seen, you know? Um, so, so each, each of those kinds of people, like what are the things that, where should their head be at? You know, understanding, yeah, we need to get to the, the center. So, like, what are some things that those different people could be doing to help with this process? You know, I guess and one of the things, I'll, I'll just kind of start uh-uh, the conversation, yeah. is that, you know, the perspective. That yes. if we're, we're in this economic position, you know, um, I believe that it, it's horrible, you know, and there's help is coming, you know? And the other thing is because this is a globally shared experience, mm-hmm. a lot of us are in this situation. So if the whole economy is not going to go to crap, so we, we will recover and, you know, and, and there are services available for people in, if they're the most vulnerable. So the absolute worst case scenario is that you can eat, there will be a place for you to sleep, those kinds of things. I believe a lot of communities, especially ours, are doing a really good job helping people so they don't mm-hmm, have that mm-hmm, apprehension. Mm-hmm. So really the the other economic apprehension is just like, what the hell is this going to look like when it's done, right? Right. And so I've advised people that with that economic apprehension, it's like, okay, well, how do you not get yourself in that position in, in the future? You know, you start cutting your expenses that are unnecessary. You start building out that nest egg and you lock it away. So right. that way you have that kind of protection. And it might take some time, but it, you can do that. That's very practical. I kind of go in the opposite direction a little bit. That, that if we can just as- expand our awareness to this worldwide community of practitioners and everyday people who are trying to heal this planet right now. If you can just, first you have to start inside of yourself. And just feel into, and this is how you can help them, how deeply connected we are to one another. And really breathe into all of that connection, what you're doing, what so many people are doing on the internet. And just try to feel into that. There's something, it's like we, we're all connecting to, to holding each other's hands. And just we're going to do the arrive. Care Bear Stare? <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Care Bear Sarah? Oh, never mind. <laughs> but there's something about this collective zeitgeist that world is enough. doesn't feel so important. Oh, the connection says okay. it's unstable. It's okay. okay, you're good. And to feel into that and notice that and just arrive to different levels of feeling that, I often send feelings ahead or I'm thinking of all the people out there listening and just like, again, yeah, we're all kind of holding hands in this together, breathing into the connection. There's something about that, that all the problem solving is not, <laughs> you're great with problem solving. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm, I'm saying there's some deeper connection, that being part I talked about. Right. And if you can find your home base 
and feel everyone else's home base. And I think that's so practical. This takes a little meditation. And just shift to notice all of that. There's something very powerful. Now, it doesn't make you solve how you're going to deal with your income uh, next month. But it gives you a moment of peace. And if you do that, then the income stuff may not seem so important right now. Does that right. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it, the idea of acceptance. This is what it is. Focusing on the current moment. In this current moment, are you in a threat? Right now, is somebody taking you, you out of your house? Are you sick right now? Are you under some sort of duress? And if not, then that means everything right now is okay. Right. And, and our day is just a collection of all those different moments of, of right, just, right. you know, so some of them may be bad. Some of those individual moments may be bad, but for the most part, they're pretty much whatever, you know, and just kind of accepting that. So I, we only have about, right. we only have about like five minutes. So I wanted to make sure that we get some sort of like conclusive sure, thoughts. We sure. can do this again because it looks like people are really eating this up. Great. Great. Yeah. I, I'm thinking because we're all isolated somewhat, that this sense, and we can do a meditation next time, of this sense of feeling first your home base and feeling out to everyone else. But I know everyone's talking about that, but there's something about the, there's something very exciting in this resetting process that we know we're in pain now. It's like resetting a bone yeah, or, or a scar. Mm -hmm. Sometimes what, what they say in AEDP what you know what and what doesn't kill you make you stronger where you're scarred where you're hurt where you're traumatized you get tougher and in mm -hmm. getting tougher you get to heal you get to pay attention to that and I, I so my message is just keep spending time to go inside do the work if you wanted to spend some time doing problem solving don't overwork that part of you too much because there's so many things we can't control and just spend some time being still, spend more time than you normally do, doing what you suggested, whatever breath work you can do, and somehow, and then take a moment to just feel into everybody. And you know, I want to thank everyone here for participating. And they, yeah. it's great that you have real time feedback. I, yeah, it's know. really cool. Yeah, so the I guess the the next step would be if anybody who's listening has any specific questions or any specific topics yes, that they yes. want us to address, then please do, and then otherwise we can just kind of wrap the concepts here. So, you know, the the emotional part of this is is quite difficult, and it's very easy to get caught in those cycles. Yes, you know? and, and triggered in waves of feelings, right? And, and and the only thing I can really suggest to people is to listen to the advice that Dr. Ball here has put forward, which is to reset, to pause, to take a time out, to say, listen, I don't have to hang on. The analogy that I always used to use when I was starting in therapy mm -hmm. was like, it's like there's a merry-go-round that's spinning way too fast. And I've, mm -hmm. I'm holding on to the outside edge and I'm getting like, I'm knocking into the fence and like the people trying to get on the ride and it's just very painful. And I mm -hmm. realized I'm the one that's holding on. <laughs> right, right. So yeah, I have to let go. It's me who's causing this pain. I have to let go. And yes, in that process, I'm going to get flung off this thing and it's going to hurt for a little bit. Yes. Right? But yes. once that pain's over, then I can start, I can get up, I can dust myself off. And I can and watch. Yes. Yeah, I can notice 
as I'm getting closer and closer to that merry-go-round again. <laughs> and I can notice that I'm reaching out and starting to grab on it and I can stop yes. that whole process. Yeah, well said. If you know, if you give yourself now that takes time because if you're gonna let that emotion kind of work through you, you have to just spend time tracking it. That's what us therapists yeah. do. We right. help people track it, know where it's coming from. And then I'm usually on the other side of that, there is some peace and calm. And then the thinking brain, the, the best self part of your brain will click on and you get a lot of clarity about what to do. But if you hold back the feeling, if you fight against too hard against the anxiety, then everything starts shutting down. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and your body gets rigid. Yes. And it, it's, it's really an experience. And, and mm -hmm. it's just this general feeling of, I just don't feel good. But if you take the time to just breathe, thoughts will pop into your head. As you said, the, the thoughts come, right? right? So the thoughts will pop into your head and then you can kind of grab that thought. And if you're like me, just get a pen and paper and just write down what that thought was. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then at the end of it, you'll see that, that, that general, I feel like crap or this sucks kind of thing is a lot of different feelings. And right, then you right. can start to address all of those. So, right. you know. So allow yeah. yourself to say this sucks. Yeah. And then notice what that's like to be with that part of you right. that sucks. And I think that's probably the thought that we can end on, mm -hmm. Dr. Ball. I believe that what everybody probably needs to hear is that it's okay to feel like crap. <laughs> it is okay to be really frustrated. It is okay to be sad. It is yes. okay to be afraid. It is okay to have all of these different emotions that are associated with what all of us are going through. And uh, it's okay. It's okay to have these feelings. But what I believe is not okay is to beat yourself up because of it. To drag yes. yourself down further and further into anxiety. To drag yourself down into fear more. To, to work right. yourself up so much that you need some sort of slap in the face to, to bring yourself back, you know? And yes, so, yes. so it's, it's okay to feel this way and know that you're not alone. Um, think of the perspectives too, you know, I'm, am I okay? Okay, I'm okay. So let me be, uh, I guess, satisfied. I don't want to say happy, but just be, be content in the fact that unlike others that are really suffering right now or are in a lot of pain, that everything is okay for you. And right. then, you know, unpack all of this stuff gently and don't, don't beat yourself up. One of my mentors, his name is Dick Schwartz. He's the founder of IFS. Talks about if you're alone, like his couple's book is called You Are the One You've Been Waiting For. <laughs> and I love that because it's, it's, again, what Viktor Frankl said, it's your, what you're saying, just being with these experiences, no, getting enough unblending them just a little to let them happen, and then check in how you're doing. Now, if it's really upsetting and something takes you over, and we all have critical parts, just instead of going, oh, I can't believe I'm so critical. We have armies of critical parts. Just yeah. say to yourself, okay, I welcome you. Let me, and as soon as you say, I welcome you, how are you doing? And don't feel critical of your critical parts. Right. That part will go, oh, I've seen. It's like a kid who's finally seen because he's been like trying to get your attention. The kid will finally calm down and then 
you could say, I see you. That's what we do in that first exercise, and it will calm down. So I'm saying all things, all parts are welcome now, and this is your opportunity to kind of get to know them because we are in crisis. Does that make sense? Excellent. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. All right. So thank you very much for taking the time to come on and help my listeners and your audience as well. I think my pleasure. Us. And um, this video will now live on YouTube for people to watch, uh, you know, as long as YouTube exists. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say that we have lots of resources for people to help them along with this mental health side of wellness. Um, mm -hmm. So we've had other psychotherapists on the podcast. Uh, uh -huh. one, one that I just kept thinking of as we were talking was my therapist, Dr. Larry Dresdell, who's here in Kingston. He came on, we talked about resolutions. We ended up talking more about our brain and our habits and our behaviors. Uh -huh. So uh -huh. check that out. Dr. Ball was just on the podcast. He's the newest uh, guest on the podcast. This audio will probably be uh, this week's podcast as well. Um, and then we have articles on meditation and mindfulness on the site. And um, if you need any information about coronavirus, you can visit woodstockvitamins.com slash COVID-19 and all of our information, including this, will be linked there. And as always, if you need anything from me or any of my staff, just reach out to wood at woodstockvitamins.com, chat box, email, phone calls. We are here to kick butt. So again, it's okay. It's, it sucks. Everything sucks. Just, just don't beat yourself up. Um, and breathe. Yeah, breathe. <laughs> breathe. Just breathe, man. All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody, and uh, take care. Yes, thank you. You're very welcome.